Hello, story lovers. I'm Laurel McCarg, and you're listening to Alligator Preserves. In today's episode, I'm going to take you to Twin Lakes. So don't go away. Stay tuned for my piece about Zen diagrams. Hmm, I wonder if she means Venn diagrams. No, she doesn't. <laughs> Welcome to Alligator Preserves, a weekly podcast about revealing yourself through storytelling, story reading, and story writing, but probably not story arithmetic, because that's not a thing. You just might surprise yourself with the secrets you'll uncover. I wrote this piece a couple of years ago, and I figured that since my husband and I just returned from Twin Lakes paddleboarding and kayaking. Mike is always in the kayak and I'm on my paddleboard. I'm finally calling it a paddleboard now. I almost always called it a waterboard after I first got it. (laughs) Anyway, since we just got back from that uh, lovely, lovely paddle on the lake right before the storm hit and the thunder and lightning came in and a sheet of water approached us, we got out just in time, but uh, it, it reminded me of this piece I wrote called Zen diagrams, and so I'm sharing that with you now. Winter comes early to the high mountains of Colorado. It's already snowing in the 14ers behind our house, so when Mike said, let's go to the lake today, I donned my water shoes, threw my paddleboard in the truck, and off we went. We were both exhausted from a week of racing events. Mike earned the coveted 1,100-mile LT100 mountain bike race jacket, but the day was seasonably warm for an August day in most places. We could easily have taken a nap, but didn't want to miss the warmest day of the year so far. Did I mention we were exhausted? The lake must have known. Never has it been so serene, so ripple-free reflective and we were all alone on it. We paddled side by side for a while, Mike in his kayak, me on my board. I paddled softly, not wanting to disturb the only other creature in sight, a preening, double-crested cormorant who stopped to follow our languid glide across his waterfront. The lake was crystal clear to the bottom, I thought I might find lost treasures. When the glistening bird returned to his task, we advanced on cloud formations so crisp atop the water that it disoriented me. We're chasing water clouds, I told Mike. Another book title. I really need to start keeping track of all my book title ideas. He smiled and paddled silently. As Mike's kayak moved beyond me, I watched the cloud reflections waver until they looked like something from a dolly painting for a moment before the wake from his boat subsided and they were perfect again, more beautiful even than the actual clouds above. I approached their reflections as slowly as I was able. I wanted to stand on a cloud, but they remained always just in front of me. Easing my paddle from the water behind me, I made a gentle arc before dipping it back in for the next stroke. 
I watched as the droplets from my paddle made strings of concentric circles that expanded in circumference until they overlapped one another, becoming a chain of wavy Venn diagrams before disappearing into the mirror. I did this over and over again, never tiring of the magical patterns. Water slinkies trailed my board and nudged me into a trance. Venn diagrams became Zen diagrams. I sat on my board and floated on the clouds until Mike returned. Want me to pull you back? He offered after we had floated together for a while. Sure, let's go back and take that nap. I clipped the front of my board to his kayak and lay on my belly, my ear to the board, and listened to the easy rhythmic splash, splash, splash splash of his paddle as we returned to where the watchful bird waited. I skimmed my fingertips along the surface of the lake as he pulled me, reveling in the juxtaposition of its satin-soft coolness with the warmth of the sun on my cheek and arms and calves. The clouds had drifted away, and so had I. I have a postscript on this. P.S. I took no photos that day, but was inspired by crazy, dreamy, cloudy, rhythmic ideas I'll use in Water White, book two. And I actually did. It was such an amazing day. It was so unusually calm and beautiful. And at the beginning of my paddle, a dragonfly kept flying over the bow of my paddleboard. It followed me forever. And it was beautiful. It just flow, flew over and back and over and back, occasionally lighting on it and, and, and stopping. And when things like that happen, I think to myself, well, maybe I need to have a dragonfly in my next book. Maybe the dragonfly is telling me, hey, put a dragonfly in there. And then the thought hit me, hmm, I wonder if anyone has ever done a fire-breathing dragonfly. And I couldn't think of any fire-breathing dragonflies. Plenty of dragons, but no fire-breathing dragonflies. So I decided that I would have a fire-breathing dragonfly in book two of Water White, in Water White Flux. And uh, I do. And I also have a creature that was inspired from what sounded to me almost like a heartbeat way down under the water while Mike was paddling. It was just such a this rhythmic beat. And I thought, ooh, I need to have some creature way down in the water. Another one other than from what happened in book one. And uh, Zoya was born from that inspiration. And I had lots of fun looking up octopus facts and discovering that they have three hearts and they have copper blood and the water god Kamugwe, whom I also have in book two of my Water White series. He is known as the copper maker. So all kinds of things came together that day on that really magical Zen day on Twin Lakes. As I mentioned, I didn't take any photos that day, but I do have some photos of me on my paddleboard. I'll add those to my show notes and links on my website at leadvillelaurel.com. So be sure to go check those out. And if you enjoyed this and other episodes, please subscribe to Alligator Preserves wherever you get your podcasts and tell your friends about it. I hope you will consider supporting me on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash alligator preserves 
and join me next time when I'll talk about something completely different. Until then, hmm, we don't really have preserves on toast when we're out on the lake or the rivers, but we always have jerky, beef jerky, packed somewhere along with a bar or two. So let's see, maybe, maybe jerky jam. Has anyone made a jerky jam? Yeah, that sounds good too. Someone make that. Bye. Alligator Preserves is hosted and produced by Laurel McCard with technical support provided by her husband, Mike McCard. Follow her on her website at leadvillelaurel.com where she writes about life, real, and imagined. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy her books. Find her work at amazon.com. <laughs>